a, ba a badge of honor, police officer. A badge of honor. Police officers and first responders wear badges to let their communities know they are here to protect and serve. But that's not how it feels today. And the stress of the job is taking its toll, taking lives through suicide and post-traumatic stress injury. A Badge of Honor podcast features the cast of the same name, Sam Horwitz and John Salerno. Sam, John, and the team offer the first responders workshops through their critical incident stress management teams and mental health liaisons to offer state-certified T-Cole credit programs that save lives. It's time to smash through the stigma. It's time to heal from your injury, and it's time to back our blue. Welcome to a Badge of Honor podcast. Here are your hosts, Sam Horowitz and John Salerno. Oh, there we are. Hey, welcome. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, that's because we got a packed house today. Hey, welcome to a Badge of Honor podcast with John and Sam, powered by the OBBM Network. Man, today we have an exhilarating show for you as we welcome, uh, man, it's like the Brady Bunch in here. We have so many people <laughs> sitting in the green room waiting to help heal our heroes. And, you know, it. I, I'm just, just saying that word kind of really gives me the chills because, you know, a lot of people here and we, where we broadcast out of Texas, a lot of people do not know the services throughout the country that are available to them. And, you know, this is why a badge of honor podcast is so important because, you know, sometimes when somebody is battling, we don't know where to ask for help. We go to our departments. We go to maybe somebody who's a little cynical and says, hey, just suck it up. But there are so many different resources and so many platforms out there that could help you heal within within yourself that um, I am so honored and we are blessed to have this group come on with us today because we would have never known about it um, unless, Sam, I mean, uh, how did you find out? Was it an email? Was it, how was it? Yeah, was through it our amazing? website, through our website, uh, Sylvia is one, one of the guests tonight. She reached out. Um, said, Hey, let, let's talk. She liked what we were doing. Um, I took a look again, this is about networking. This is about bringing forward the tools, the resources, John, you and I talk about creating your toolbox that it's not one size fits all. And whether you're into, you know, recreational therapy, peer support, walking the bridge with us every month to help your, uh, mental wellness, it's about what works for you. And right. I, I don't, I, I think in 2023, as more programs come forward, I think it would be beneficial for uh, the powers that be at every department to really just take a step back because there's a lot and put the, as our good friend at Garland PD, Todd Jerry says, put the buffet out and let the folks, the first responders choose. Right. Not everybody likes the asparagus. They don't take that. Hey. They don't, yeah, they don't or, like or, or the broccoli, you know? That's right. No, I like the broccoli. I like the broccoli. <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes if there's like melted cheese, I'll put some melted cheese on yeah, the broccoli. Cool. So I'm I add a, a little no. bit. We're, it's yeah, not we'll, healthy. We'll it's not healthy, healthy, but it's though. good. Exactly. But it's good. It yeah. works. Works for my <laughs> belly. But... uh. 
You know, and on another point, we found out, and Sam, we've traveled, we've talked to so many people, and so few, and I'm, I'm not discrediting any any um, programs within um, the departments themselves, but it seems to me that everybody we've spoken to, they either have trust issues, confidentially, confidentiality issues, or their department is just not fully capable of, of the demand it requires. That's why it's so important for outside resources like the, the guests we have on today um, to be part of the healing process for our first responders. And I think, and I was going over some of their programs, man, it is amazing what they do. And this new program that they developed, I think is going to help a lot of people. Yeah, I, I right. Why don't we uh, why don't we go ahead and um, introduce them? Because confidentiality, when we had our pre meeting, that was one thing that they hammered home. That's what makes the program works. So, uh, without further ado, I'm going to add them one by one. And yeah, a single <laughs> come on down. Everybody. Uh, we have got volunteer Ooh. America from uh, Florida all across everybody's coming on and uh hey everybody welcome to the show thank you guys <laughs> thank you thank you know sam you know thank amazing you so much that, uh, for being here sam you know and I, and I and i live and breathe this about paths crossing for a reason and um you know what we have here on the show today all paths cross for a reason and, and it's so it's such a blessing to see so many people from another state, from people that we would have never met and known um, that are, are doing the same work, that are out there healing, that feel in their hearts the same way we do. You know, it's just one act of kindness can change the lives of so many just by being kind. You know, we were at Walk the Bridge the other night and I brought up um, something that did happen in Florida, a first responder who was battling and he was, he was going to uh, take his own life one day. And he went to uh, a convenience store, 7-Eleven, gets out of his truck to go buy a, a Red Bull, right? He's going to drink his Red Bull, go to the park, and he was going to, that was going to be it. And a stranger held the door open for him and just said, hey, have a good day. And that was enough to change his mindset into there is humanity. There is, there is, there are good people out here. And it, and it all it takes is that to change somebody's mental mindset because we see so much neg negativity. We're, we we eat it for lunch, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And when one act of kindness changes, gets us out of that that crappy, crappy um, mood, it can it, it just changes everything. So thank you to uh, the Volunteers of America for doing what you do on every single day for our first responders. Much appreciated. Yeah, and let's start out. I mean, Volunteers of America has been around for, I, I think, it's 125 years. Just uh, whoever wants to start, just give us a, a little bit, everybody who's listening and watching, a, a little history. Okay, um, I'll lead it off. So, yes, Volunteers of America nationally has been around since 1896. Uh, we in Florida have been around since around 1918. Uh, and we grew substantially uh, in the 90s. So we serve about 5,000 people every year in Florida. Uh, we are in 17 counties and 28 cities. 
So from Pensacola to Key West and all around, we do uh, housing, uh, behavioral health services and training education employment services in order to help folks become independent. So we serve people who have serious mental health and substance abuse issues, homeless veterans, uh, elderly folks, you know, families, etc. However, what happened was uh, we partnered with the Shame Moral Injury Center of our national organization, the one that's been around since the 1800s, to uh, put together this program. Uh, initially, it was RST for veterans. It was a 50-hour program. Mary Ladwig uh, is a facilitator for that program. Um, and then when COVID hit, uh, it was it evolved into the REST program, which we're talking about tonight for first responders. It is an evidence-based program. There was a research protocol um, and a lot of good things came out of that original program that seemed to uh, also be echoed as folks complete surveys following uh, rest sessions that they attend uh, for an hour you know, at a time. That's fantastic. So Mary, uh, let's go to you. Thank you so much for your service. You started with uh, the veteran program, how this got kicked off. And yes, COVID changed a lot. Um, can you talk a little bit about your role and going from that veteran, starting with the veterans into the, the first responders and the major difference you see? Yes, I... Um... I, when I, I was working at Volunteers of America as a case manager with homeless veterans, and they gave me the OA opportunity to go through moral injury, the pilot program, um, the RST that we were talking about. So I was there, and you know, I had been a paramedic for many, many years, uh, many years, and I left because I felt really burnt out at the time and I was treated at the VA for PTSD because about nine months after I quit my job as a medic, I weird things started happening to me. You know, I was having a bad, I was crying all the time. I didn't, I really didn't know what was happening and all my friends were medics, cops, firefighters, uh, they, they were all first responders and they were still doing the job. My best friend was a cop and she had been my partner for many years, but left to be a police officer. So <clears throat> there's this stigma when I was doing it, I'm going to assume it's still there that, you know, you don't, we're proud and we're tough and we've seen it all. And we're not crybabies. And I think it's just that thing of uh, being afraid to ask for help or letting anybody know, at least this is how I felt. And the people around me felt. We had many instances, instances where we had like, you know, debriefs after a really bad call that many of us were involved in and nobody would talk. We wouldn't speak at those little debriefs that we had because we were like, Oh, nothing. It was cool. There's this eagle that was involved in it. But, and I was really, I think I was so emotionally shut down 
that I didn't even realize that I was feeling anything inside at that time. I did protect myself. I had an option and realize that's happening. In the meantime, all I can't tell you how many friends committed suicide. I mean, one of these officers was a medic. Got himself. He okay. shot himself last, obviously. But yeah, I mean, it was just horrific. There's so many, so many that overdosed <clears throat> intentionally by committing suicide. So you know, when I quit, that I started flashbacks and crying, jazz. You know what was? Um, I ended up. <clears throat> excuse me, turning to drugs at the time, which was really a fall from grace because I had all this pride. You know, it started out with pills that the VA gave me and then, you know, from there it evolved. And the VA thankfully was treating me. They, they treated me for the drug addiction, but they also started treating me for PTSD. The problem with it was that wasn't fixing everything. It fixed a lot, but it didn't fix everything. And I didn't know what was wrong. I don't think I could be honest enough with myself. So this program, the RST program and rest since it's almost like more is revealed to you when I'm sitting in a meeting, I, I am a facilitator, but we're peer facilitators. So I'm in the meeting with other first responders who've experienced the same thing. And when somebody says to me something that happened to them or they did or didn't do or saw or, you know, a mistake they made or something that happened to them, it, it could be so many different things. It'll hit me. I mean, I have sat in that meeting and those meetings and cried and cried and cried, not even realizing sometimes where it comes from, you know. So in the meetings, we just listen to each other. There is no giving. There's no really any crosstalk. We're just there to support each other, each other, no judgment. Um, and, you know, you're actively listening to somebody and that somehow works and we're healed from it. You know, so much has evolved in all the years that I've been getting treatment at the VA I'm a, a veteran and luckily and then to have the opportunity from VOA to go through the program and get to help others while I'm I'm getting help myself is, is really amazing. Mary, that is fantastic. Hey John, we got to take our first break for everybody okay. that just tuned in. Uh, we are listening to the amazing people from Volunteers of America out of Florida. We will be right back after this break. Move freely, America, without medical restrictions or penalty. Without medical freedom legislation in place, our rights and freedoms are one vote away from being dissolved. dissolved. Move freely, Move America, freely. with one voice, without fear of retribution, achieving a common goal, medical freedom. We the people make our voices heard by connecting with state legislators and engaging a constitutionally compliant medical bill of rights for all citizens. Individually, change is improbable, but as an aggregate, attainable. It's time to act with one voice. My voice. And my voice. And my voice. And my voice. To protect our freedom, creating one voice that cannot be ignored. This requires your voice, too. 
Move Freely America. Go to MoveFreelyAmerica.org to find a chapter near you. Plug in, donate, and help our legislators defend our God-given rights under the Constitution. Move Freely America. My voice. And my voice. And together with your voice, we're one voice that cannot be ignored. Donate today. MoveFreelyAmerica.org. Hey, welcome back to a Badge of Honor podcast with John and Sam. And uh, the wonderful organization, the Volunteers of America, out of Florida with their new program, REST, that is going to service our first responders and has been serving our veterans. Um, I want to welcome everybody back to the show. Uh, Mary, I had a uh, just... Your story touched me, and um, because I, you know, I've gone, I've traveled down those paths, I've, I've walked alongside people that same path. But you brought up a, a term that's not used so much anymore: is that burnout? Um, you know, we're not using that word anymore, and that's that's a, uh, you know, I don't, an older generation word because that's what I was experiencing as well as burnout. And burnout happens at a slow pace; it's almost like weight loss or weight gain. We don't see it until it's kind of too late, you know, and everybody has different levels of burnout. And um, like you said, some of your friends were still on a job and they were really happy. And you're, you're thinking, you're sitting back going, well, why, why me? Why only me? And they're still there because everybody has a different, everybody has a different threshold or their resiliency is a little different. So, but you know, one day when that music stops, you know, and they retire and they're sitting home, like I said, Sam, in their underwear watching Judge Judy eating bonbons, it's going to hit in their head going, holy crap, who am I? I I've lost myself. And that's that's why these programs and like rest are so important because we have to do the mental health thing from the beginning. We have to keep ourselves healthy throughout our career. Even if we don't need it, we have to be a part of it. And this way, we when we do retire, when we do leave that that service, that service call, we are mentally healthy to take the next step in life to look at that next chapter as an individual and not as a title of a first responder, police officer, firefighter that we've identified with for 20, 30 years. So thank you for sharing that, Mary. We do. I do appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I want to I want to jump over to Stephanie for a second. Um, first of all, th- this program uh, also serves our frontline uh, workers as well. So uh, thank you for, for what you do. Stephanie, you're also a practitioner and uh, a therapist. Do I have that, that right. right? Okay. So when you were creating this program, from, from a therapist's point of view, what were the major touch points that had to be part of this because this is this is peer led so it's not mm-hmm. somebody coming in sitting on a couch you know doing emdr that that whole kind of thing what were the touch points that were like this must happen for it to be successful i think it's just that the fact that the sitting on the sofa and talking to somebody carries that enormous pressure and stigma to have to make the call, to have to go show up somewhere, to have to sit somewhere, to have to then be in a process of being vulnerable to somebody you don't know, all of that could not take place. That had to be taken out of the equation. So what was left was somebody that could call in anonymously, could use a phone number, call in anonymously, put a first name on the screen. They do need to show their face. So when they come on, but then that next step of, of being able to listen if that's what you want to do just 
be experienced with others with same similar lived experiences that are going to also be on that call with six or eight other people. And then you share if you want. But if you don't want to share and you want to listen to others who've had a bad day and who want to talk crap about their, their, their commander, they can do that. And you don't know any of those people because this is international actually, but it's also nationwide. So your people who are on the call with you are not from your locale. Right. Okay. So, so that gets into the, the confidentiality, which is so important. So how, how do you, um, when you're facilitating it, how, how do you know that the people are not calling from the, the same place? And if they are, do they go in different rooms or how does that work since this is vir a virtual program? Mm -hmm. Nope. So they, co they come in, they put in a first name, what you want to be called during that session. So it can be whatever first name you want to be shared. You do have to share your video. So we want the experience is, is, is not experienced the same if we can't see you. So there's really two pieces you share, put a first name that you want to be called during that session and you share your video. Outside of that, there's no vetting. There's no there's there's no way to know that somebody's not calling from your same department. If you join and you see someone, you can unjoin. You can go on and get out of that group if you if that happened to happen. Um, I don't know that we have had that scenario yet because um, it's so diverse uh, and it, I don't know it just hasn't happened. Uh, but so they would excuse themselves. That's a good thing. We would ask the supervisor to join another session if it was a supervisor supervisee mm. relationship. Ah, that's true. Okay. Yep. And so, and so the the groups again. It, we said they're they are online. I'm gonna I'm gonna show a video here in, in a few minutes, but just to kind of give people the idea of what. Um, they're looking at should i just show the video is that is that a better way of, yeah. so i'm gonna use my uh my technical skills here and uh with this wonderful platform you know we we come on here and we use uh Streamyard every week and and we have to we have to really thank them john because without without that yeah, platform you, uh, we're doing here especially uh, right now, as I get this uh, up before you share the video, running, Sam. So Sam, before you share the video, what? Quick thing before you share the video, I want to yes. bring up something that Stephanie just was very important. You know about people um, from other departments being within that uh, that same podcast or that same session. Right? Brings me to a point. Brings my memory you back mean, to you point mean when from I was the same Chateau. department. Yeah. Well, at you know, and and separating them, right? Mm -hmm. Not always, and mm -hmm. I, I'm not always there if they're because when I was in Chateau, I was doing the 30 days in Chateau recovery. Um, we had a firefighter, right? A supervisor firefighter who was a lieutenant who was in the who was in the 30 day program with me, right? And people keep coming because they go at different times. About, about a week and a half into the program, another firefighter from that same department came to Chateau. They knew each other. They knew each other. And I'll tell you right now, it was the most heartwarming hug I saw two men do when they hugged each other and said, I didn't know you were battling. I didn't know you were feeling this way. I was like, oh my God. There, you know, so 
if you have people from the same department, you gotta you gotta really question going. Yeah. Are they really providing the the mental health care in that place in that in that in that department that is needed for our our men and women? So great yeah. point to bring up. Thank you, Stephanie. Sure. Yes, I wanted, Mary. Yeah. I wanted to mention, as a matter of fact, to your point, John, uh, Volunteers of America held a rest session that I believe. <clears throat> excuse me. I think you guys asked me. I Pat, were you and I running that meeting? or Bruce and I, there was a couple of us that ran through regular rest sessions and we all knew each other because we all worked together. And I don't think there was a dry eye in the house. And my, in my first reaction going into the meeting was, I, I was saying to myself, I'm not saying a word. I don't want these people to know anything about personal life. I shared like stuff I didn't, for sure. And everybody else there too. So it was really, really cool to your point. I think yep. you're trying to get you that comfort level. Yes. That you're not alone. You know, you're yes. not alone. Yes. And somebody in my own department is feeling the same way. So I don't feel alienated going, it's not just me, it's you too. Yeah. Maybe. So yeah. 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 I don't well, know that everybody feels that way, but I think the majority of the people would feel a little bit of relief because it takes a lot of courage to yep. be vulnerable and share from your heart. Yep, it does. Absolutely. Like what well, like we say, courage is not running into a burning building or jumping in front of a bullock because we are trained to do that. The the biggest act of courage is being courageous enough to raise your hand and say, I, I need help and then going to uh, to get it. So um, before I share the video, we got to take another quick break and hear from our media sponsor. So we will be right back, right. everybody. Stay tuned. Interested in starting a podcast or TV show? Worried about what you'll say and how to keep it engaging? Think you'd like to be a guest on podcast, radio, or TV shows? Hi, I'm Susan Hamilton, owner and founder of OBBM Network, and I would like to invite you to an OBBM media training to get the tools you need for a relaxed and polished performance you'll be proud to share. Our specialized training techniques include role play, voice training, and everything you need to deliver a confident, clear, and engaging interaction. Go to offbeatbusiness.com. Go to the calendar and register for a training that's convenient for you. Dates available now, 214-714-0495. Hey, welcome back to a Badge of Honor podcast with John and Sam. And we are healing our heroes in more, in more ways than you ever know today with the Volunteers of America out of Florida and their new REST program. Uh, we were discussing really in-depth therapy programs and resources that are available to all our first responders and our veterans. And Volunteers of America is really making that, paving that road even better and smoother and making the transition easier to become more vulnerable, more more outgoing, and being able to uh, say what's really from your heart. But uh, Sam, you were going to play a video just before we took that break. So if you got that uploaded, I am going to, um, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna share the screen there. So for everybody that is uh, listening on your favorite podcast app, you will be able to um, hear the sound, uh, but you won't be able to see the video. So we'll share how you go ahead and uh, do that. So I am. Can everybody see my screen over there? We got you. I can't see the screen All right. yet. 
Are you guys able to see the screen? No. All right. So let's try this again. Um, All right. Well, as Sam's see. doing the technical stuff. To... Uh... Okay. No, we, I got it. I got it. You got it? Right. I, I got it. I got it. We, we are all good. Okay. We are all good. You just got to give Sam a minute <laughs> to figure it out. Now you guys can see it, right? Yep. Got it. You guys can see my see the screen, yes? Gotcha. All right, here we go. And I think that's just a lot of stored up moral distress. People are feeling grief and feeling angry and feeling all these complicated feelings, and we're exhausted. Everyone suffers uh, some kind of trauma in some part of their life. Everybody experiences a loss. Everybody gets into an accident. Things are just kind of held and suppressed for so long that we're looking for an outlet. Those feelings go somewhere. They don't just disappear because you ignore them and push them away. You have to do that uh, to function. And so the first step in not being haunted by the things that you're carrying is just to be able to get them out, to, to take a moment, reflect, and look at them. We're going to do a few rounds. I'm going to leave it. And then I invite you to put both feet on the floor. Rest sessions are an opportunity for a gathering of a group of people. And while we're coming from different backgrounds, even different situations, we can all find a connection that can help each other out to feel less isolated to have the opportunity to talk about what's going on and to have some of that release to the burdens or griefs or other emotions the beauty of the rest program is that you go and you have a peer-led situation with other folks that are experiencing similar things to you and you see yourself in that suddenly you feel more comfortable you're not feeling as broken or as unusual as you might have before you actually attended the session each session is just everybody says who they are and then they practice what we call belly breathing or mindful breathing. It's a structured kind of breathing that actually calms down the cortisol in your body. And then we take them through a short guided meditation to get them more focused on the present moment and in their bodies. And then we open the time for people to share whatever distress they want to share. Your negative experience, something really horrible that may have happened to you at work that has been bothering you, when you share it, it actually becomes a gift out. One person was saying, this is the first time I've been able to tell my story without crying. And that proof that someone can go through when they're experiencing this crisis and how we can be a supportive place for someone to be able to get through those emotions and process together.
there's no judgment. We're actually listening, and it's another peer that's listening to your story and may be able to provide support, but most of all, it's a space to kind of let all that weight off your shoulders. There's this program here to kind of help you let it out and just share your story. Wow. Tell you, you know, anybody who's watching that doesn't identify with that, um, I I think that identified with every any first responder, any veteran, anybody who had a a childhood trauma, um, whose resiliency is a little low, um, and that that is powerful, powerful message that uh, has to touch everybody in one way or another. You know, and that's the thing. It's just a normal response in everyday life from all of us. So while our peers are uh, people who have lived experience so that we can relate to one another in those small sessions, you know, we have a number of different types of sessions. And, you know, we all we all have kids. We all have health issues. We all have, you know, whatever it is that's weighing us down. Uh, so it, it really is, is um, it's a gift to be able to sit with one or one another in what's called the fire. You know, you share whatever it is that's on your heart. We don't say a word. We just put our hand on our heart, every single one of us who's, you know, in that session to let you know we're sitting with you. We hear you. But we're not going to judge you. We're not going to counsel you. We're not going to tell you what to do. It, it's your you know, your decision, what you do with it and how often you come back. And it really, I always say it's magical, you know, in, in one hour, we give you, you know, a few tools, deep listening, belly breathing, meditation, affirmation, you know, and it makes a difference, you know, it, so, does. Uh, it definitely does. It's a good thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, we start, we start, uh, some of our workshops when we get in with a hand on the heart and it's it's giving yourself a hug that release of uh i believe it's oxytocin if i have that correct right stephanie (laughs) or right okay i got that right just checking (laughs) up on my science there um to to be in a a more comfortable place and then you have the the belly breathing um Mm -hmm. as well which is fantastic how it, it, at the end of the video, it showed how people can uh, can reach out to you guys. How many groups are you running um, throughout the week? So the ones that are specifically uh, targeted to fir- uh, first responders, I think, are three now. Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday, Mary? So, Mary, you're, you're, uh, let me take you off a, a mute real quick. I got it. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> yes, it is. You're right, Pat. And it's um, once it's Sunday night is at 7 p.m. and Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And once the third day, I is it Mondays? Is 10 a.m. morning at 10 a.m. Yeah, 10 a.m. Eastern. Okay, so you have mornings and evenings so that the first responders, depending on shift work and stuff, can can join. 
And um, do they have to go through a, a sign up or a vetting process? So there's no vetting process. What would happen is they can access the registration link either through our website or directly on Hey Peers. They'll enter a bit of information and then sign up for whatever you know session they want, and then they'll they'll get a link to just click on when the session uh, becomes available. Okay, so it is really that simple. Stephanie, are there any uh, like pre? cursor questions or anything about their mental health status on, nope. on that? There is none of that. Nope. We do give them a list uh, during the meeting. We'll mm -hmm. in the chat box, we give them a list if they need more one-on-one -on -one support or they're feeling like they're having, you know, a crisis of, of sorts. They do have numbers to call for emergency afterward. The facilitators will always stay after also if somebody is in need, you know, because it's a one hour, but we're there with each other. If somebody needs more help, we're always, someone's always going to be there to be with them. Well, but, that's, that's fantastic because yeah. you've got, you know, like you said, when you first, um, you know, started doing this, Mary, not as a facilitator, but as a participant, you didn't necessarily want to share. And we've learned over the years that you know when people share it might bring up or trigger somebody's memory of something and they they need like hey i i, I can't just break after this hour i need the extra so wow that is that is phenomenal and that's huge that they're not just like bye after an hour yeah no we are all there for each other and it is really cool and we do have a health counselor if somebody needed can contact but you know I, I don't know how just like pat said it is something magical happens in the group and it's every group is a little bit different the way that it flows I, i've never had a bad one i've never been in a bad group they're all good but some some share really some really really deep stuff and then there's other groups where it just doesn't go that way and people share about their day and what's happened and it wasn't anything real significant but they don't feel alone because we're all there you know we're together and that's really what it's all about that's that's the biggest takeaway is that we're not alone we're there that, you know we're all that is each huge other. that is huge you know we got to take a another quick break here from one of our sponsors then sylvia we're coming back to you because i got a specific uh specific question so we're going to hear from Heroes in Action. Hi, welcome to Heroes in Action. I'm Ray Amanat, founder and creator of this training system. I originally made it so that everyone can train for free. We have programs for kids, for women, families, and businesses. I'm an author, speaker, and educator on everything that has to do with violence and bullying prevention education. If you'd like more information about who we are and what our programs are, please go to our website at heroesinaction.us or give me a call if you have any questions at 727-314-2534. We hope to see you here today. Hey, welcome back to uh, a Badge of Honor podcast with John and Sam and the lovely group of Volunteers of America 
Florida, talking about the rest program, talking about healing our heroes and the resources available to all of our uh, men and women across our country, actually internationally, because they are global, um, that can join in on part of this rest program, which, uh, you know, Mary brought up uh, about sharing brings up other things that I know, Sam, we had somebody on our podcast when we first started out who shared a story that impacted me huge and something that I couldn't bring up for almost 45 years brought it out. And uh, because I saw somebody else, a man who had the courage to bring that up. And I was like, wow, now I can bring it up. And mm -hmm. I have healed so much over the years. So it, it is, it is sh hearing somebody else's story gives you some, some inner strength to go, okay, if they can do this, I can do this. So everything is, um, every word people say is significant to you. And I, I will say that I have been a witness to John's uh, healing um, from that as well. And it, it continues. Um, so yeah, that, that person was a true blessing. Uh, Sylvia, I, I want to jump to you because you're the one that originally reached out through the website. We got in touch and I immediately knew when you I, mean, I, I went online because that's what I do and I was like oh my god this is this is so cool what what made you get involved in volunteers of America in Florida in the first place and then take it to the next step where you are reaching out <laughs> oh like I said before um uh, I, I started doing this uh, this new program a year ago and I started, you know, looking for a program that, that you know, work with first responders. And um, so I, I, you know, I found out many and I started trying to contact them. Then um, I, I started following, you know, a badge of honor and looking the, listen the podcast. And, uh, and thankfully you answer back and you said, <laughs> you know, let's meet together and, and, and here we are you know, continue helping our first responders, trying to help them. And as a case manager and uh, now REST program coordinator, the only thing I can say is if you don't try it, you don't know. So you um, have to try it. If you don't like it, it's okay, find another tool. But you have to try it and then see it. Okay, well, I don't like it. You know, I can find something else. And as a case manager for 10 years, I always tell my clients, you have to try it. You have to try it. If you don't like, even with food, if you don't taste it, you don't know how it tastes, you know? So, so you true. have to try it. You have to try it. And if you don't like it, there is a thousand more tools that you can try until you find the right one for you. It's like broccoli, Sam. It's like broccoli. <laughs> well, it, it, look, Sylvia, you, you, that, is, that is the key. That is the key because, look, if if creating your your mental wellness toolbox or creating your own mental health recipe was easy, everybody be doing it, right? The the the, the fact is that we all, first of all, we all bring our own stuff to the table, but we all we all connect with different ways to heal. Um, so peer support throughout 2022 programs across the country 
have been growing. We're, we're partnered with, with different peer support programs that we have seen in action um, that work. We've also experienced and talked to the peer support facilitators inside police departments where it's all smoke and mirrors so that the department can say, hey, we've got this. Right. And, Check and uh, you know, uh, 20, our first week, 20, 20 people from the department reached out. So it must be working. And they're not, they're not asking follow-up questions. They're not uh, doing the survey. So mm-hmm. it's getting the evidence base. And, you know, one of our favorite departments that we like to pick on that we travel to in November, <laughs> Chicago, um, <laughs> just got basically nailed by their own inspector general over, you know, trumped up numbers saying that they had the most successful peer support program in the United States. And they've also got one of the highest suicide rates in the entire country. We heard it from the people that are running the programs out of their mouths that it's like, yeah, so what? We got this peer support program. We don't get to do what we're supposed to do because they don't give us the time or the money or the space or a room or a phone or anything to do it. Yeah, and that that was the big thing. And Sam, we got to speak to that peer support because everybody who's on the peer support teams, they truly want to help. They truly want to be there. But it's the department's policies that they, you know, they'll be taken away for a robbery in progress or a car theft or burglary. And not, you know, when you're in when you're in session with somebody and talking to somebody, you can't be pulled away. You have to be able to have the time and the ability to to make that person feel comfortable, be it 15 minutes or three hours you have to set aside those times but on the flip side of departments they are so understaffed so undermanned that they can't provide all this service and still get out there and protect the public so it's a double-edged sword on a lot of aspects and that's why this program is so phenomenal teresa um when you came came on right before we were talking a little bit about um what you do for volunteers of america florida how would you how do people go about just getting more involved whether it's with you guys at at a staffing volunteer level or with uh becoming a facilitator yeah um we have a website um it's restforfirstresponders.com and the website is full of all that information how to become a facilitator when the meetings are so again it's restforfirstresponders.com that is um, will be a valuable resource to the. Um, and is it the number? It's the for? number four, right? Yes. Yeah. Rest. I'm gonna put the number up. four. Firstresponders.com. Now you let me ask something. That video too. Yep. Yep. Teresa, let me ask something. Okay, because we we're you guys are all from Florida, Volunteers of America from Florida. That does not mean you have to be a facilitator who lives in Florida. You could be mm-hmm. anywhere in the world and become and join their group and be a facilitator. So don't think because you live in the UK and England and you're and you're a first responder, you can't help out the Volunteers mm-hmm. of America here in Florida. Just exactly. because you live in Chicago or Pennsylvania or on it, you know, you can be yep. part of this program. All you have to do is just go. It's based in Florida, yep. but it's global. Everybody exactly. is welcome. 
Yep, the meetings are all online, available, available from the comfort of your home on an ongoing basis. So support is here when needed. And, and you know, all just our focus is in Miami-Dade with this grant. We have Dallas, Texas, and we have Denver, Colorado, but we're not limited to those three locations at all. Janet, uh, thanks for coming on. I know you were you were in the midst of travel. Um, yeah, let's talk about you. You are the face of uh, Volunteers of America. And um, how long have you been the CEO, executive director? Well, first of all, thank you for this opportunity and for being such a great ally for us to spread this powerful resource to our first responders. I have served with Volunteers of America for 24 years and the last 10 as president CEO. But I must admit that this is one of the most exciting and powerful initiatives that we have ever embarked. So we're looking forward to all the goodness this is gonna to continue to do and all the great allies like you that will hopefully let us spread the gospel of this amazing tool. And it is, it is an amazing tool. And as John always says, my God, this uh, this almost hour has flown by. Um, you know, we we always like to say that we are all in this together. This is not. This is providing mental health and wellness to the world. It takes every organization bringing forward the best of what they have so that we can heal as a human race and be out there being the best that we can be whether you are a first responder or a mom struggling every day because you feel overwhelmed um, with with whatever the mental health issues to families that that may have uh, needs of their own, and they want to, you know, reach out to get additional resources or just talk to people who are there, who get it, who understand. So thank you so much for being with us tonight. You you guys, you guys rock the house. You rock the podcast. You're the largest group we've had on, and we cannot thank you enough again for all of the amazing work that you do for our first responders and for our veterans. So, hey, um, you know, let's let's get a little bit outside for first responders, veterans that are listening, a little bit outside of our comfort zones and reach out because you are not alone. You have wonderful people right here. All you have to do is visit restforfirstresponders.com. It's on the bottom of the screen. Sign up for a peer support led uh, virtual call. You'll put your first name completely confidential. They take it from there. And if something triggers you, if you need the extra, don't just drop off, stay on and they will get you the help that you need. They will stay with you. They will walk virtually, you know, hand in hand uh, with you. And so, uh, yeah, thank you. Um, thank you so much. You'll see that video um, up there too so um guys uh, we will be in touch for sure yes. and we, so again we can't thank you enough thank you all have a great night take thanks care. everybody you too thank, thank you care. Care. Good night. Good night.
you know, uh, man, Sam, take care, everybody. Uh, you guys are all more welcome if you if, to stay on for the rest of the show and listen from the green room. Uh, we're not kicking you out. You don't have to leave the store. There's sodas and pictures available in the gift <laughs> shop. Um, so, but no, Sam, it, you know, it's, it's wonderful to see others such as this wonderful organization doing this for our first responders and that they reached out because, you know, it, this is what it takes on share. This is why sharing and networking is so important within this community, because this is a program that here in Dallas, Texas, we were probably not have really, maybe not even heard of unless Sylvia reached out and said, Hey, and now we can fully back it and support it and bring it further. So it's, it's walking alongside organizations that, um, that are going to lead the way that are going to help and serve our first responders. And I, I'm proud to be part of uh, what they're doing. Absolutely. This won't be the last that you, you hear about Volunteers of America and their first responder uh, rest program. Um, hey, there are lots of ways to support. We can't do this every week without your support. We can't continue to provide the scholarships to our first responders to attend our workshops without your support. Um, for all of those who have donated, thank you so much. We've got a really cool program going on called Roundup for First Responders. What does that mean? It means you get to go onto our website. It's right there, badgeofhonor.com. Click on the donate button and it'll take you to that program where you're rounding up to the next dollar, what, whatever you want to purchase. And what that means for you is you personally get to change the life of a first responder by allowing them to attend one of our workshops you know, the departments only have so much uh, in the, their bank account and mental health continues to be uh, below the paper clips is what yeah. I like to say. It's getting a little bit better. So uh, your gift goes directly to first responders. So please uh, visit our website, click on that uh, donate button and uh, yeah, just uh, do the roundup program. It's really yes. awesome. So that's roundup for first responders. Uh, we also have um, so much coming up. We want to give a huge shout out to uh, Carry the Load. You can see their, their flag right behind me. Um, they named us nonprofit partners for a second year in a, in a row. Carry the Load is bringing back the true meaning of Memorial Day. They support all of our veterans, our active duty personnel, our law enforcement, all first responders in their fight to be well in other resources like farming, like taking care of yourself, other resilience programs. We are a whole melting pot of awesomeness, uh, if I must say. And we're, we, we, it's five relays. We all meet in Dallas over the Memorial Day uh, weekend. And uh, so check out Carry the Load. You can go onto our website again, click on Carry the Load's banner. You can learn all about it. And hey, we've got a team. So Feel free to register and join team A Badge of Honor uh, right there. Um, walk the Bridge. We just got off Walk the Bridge, uh, which was yesterday, third Sunday of every month. Um, you know, we are partnered with Walk the Bridge. Go to walkthebridge.org for more information right there. John, um, you know, huge thank you to all of our first responders out there who keep us safe at home to all of our 
active duty personnel that are over wherever you are fighting to keep us safe for all of our veterans who fought so we can have the freedom that we have to do this show every week and shows like ours. Take us home, partner. One more thing. We have a, a firefighter family workshop coming up on March 25th, and it's going to be in Rowlett, Texas. Um, go to a badge of honor.com and uh, see how you can bring your family. Um, this is open to firefighters and their families. And uh, we, we are going to continue to do our workshops because healing is an ongoing process and we're here for the long run and we want you to be a part of it. So uh, Sam, thank you. Thank you to volunteers of America, Florida and, and throughout for man, 125 years of service of doing so much for our, uh, our veterans, our first responders and our citizens. You know, still showing basic humanity and being out there in their giving souls to others that are in need of help. So, hey, if you want to volunteer for Volunteer of America, go to their website, be a volunteer, be a part of a food bank, be part of a, something bigger than yourself. It's all, it's all a matter of healing. Sam? All right. Till next week, everybody. Thank Good you night. for uh, our uh, network, OBBM, for another fantastic week. John, see you next week. Take care, everybody. Take care. Be safe. Bye. A Badge of Honor podcast is produced for the OBBM Network podcast and protected under copyright law. For content permissions, please submit your request to abadgeofhonor.com on the content page. For OBBM Network programming information, please call 214-714-0495 today.